Welcome back to season two of the Salt and Shadows podcast. We're bringing you shorter episodes this season with tangible tips for diving into the darker seasons. We're headed into fall and winter here in the Northern Hemisphere, and we know this can be a challenging time for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. That's right. We are taking it slower and we are creating our content with more intention to support you in keeping the energetic change with the seasons of going at a slower inward pace. We'll be consulting both our oracle and tarot cards, as well as leaning into our intuitive elemental channeling in order to bring these messages to you today. And don't forget, we are now offering Salt and Shadows sessions, where we have collaborated to create a ritual that puts you at the center of the magic, bridging your outer world with your inner spirit. And now it is time to trace the salt and embrace the shadow. Hey everyone. Hey Courtney. Hi Diana. <laughs> Hi everyone. How are you? I am well and I am so excited. Yay! I'm really excited. I can't lie. I'm <laughs> so we are in episode one of season two. Woo! We have reframed a few things, but we're still at the heart same same but different Mm, same same but different and we are talking about seasonal change today yes we are and we're going to be using our cards to guide the conversation as we talk about what the seasons mean to us how we feel about fall what fall represents because we're moving if you to- call it fall or autumn uh honestly I call it autumn I mean I I call it both but what autumn I, I like saying that autumn is my favorite season <laughs> yes like if I'm actually speaking about it or something like that then or saying it in my head I will say autumn because I love the word autumn, but if I'm actually saying it to somebody or just writing it, most of the time I say fall because that's what everybody is referring (laughs) to it as. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) doing that autumn thing. The, it's the, the shifting seasons that are my favorite. I love autumn and I love spring. Not that I have a problem with winter or summer, but Spring and spring and autumn are my favorite. Yep. We are, we are sisters of transition. I have always been a a fan of both spring and fall. I always love, yeah, I always loved spring because it's like life is coming back and my birthday is in April and everything just starts like sprouting and coming to life and nothing can beat it but then fall has a completely different beauty right and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about is exactly exactly that's what we're going to be talking about is like recognition of the differences in the seasons and actually coming into alignment with those things ourselves and recognizing that they all have their time and space even the slower parts yeah the slower parts the dark parts the cold parts and especially if this is a season that you are not very comfortable with I would invite you to get a warm beverage and 
cuddle in, <laughs> buckle up. We're tracing the salt, embracing the shadow. And this is where it has led you. <laughs> yeah, this is where it comes in. It actually, it kind of brings me into the cards that I pulled. I like to start by pulling cards sometimes before reading. If I really feel like I want to have an energetic understanding and a threshold to support somebody through a reading. And so I also kind of like to have a energetic understanding of what we may need to like take in and understand and learn ourselves of a perspective, a universal perspective that we're not always understanding if we're just talking before pulling the cards. So we like to connect to spirit over here. We like to use a little divination and Flex while we're talking muscle <laughs> yes so I pulled the first card I pulled was the tower and explain it to the people that cannot see this because if you're listening we are going to be putting the recorded version up for you to be able to peep it's gonna first be on our YouTube channel so we'll let you know when that's happening Go subscribe yes. to each of us respectively, but what? look at this imagery. Please tell us what we're seeing. Okay. So traditionally, the tower card represents a time in our life where there is a really large shift and it really shakes up something within us and it can feel very overwhelming. It can feel both overwhelming and sometimes almost like we've lost control. And that can be a big part of this energy. However, I kind of feel that the energy that's coming through for the tower within this reading, within our conversation, is if you look closer at the symbology of this specific card, this is the star tarot that I'm using today, you can see in the background that the sun is setting. And there's also almost this star in the background that looks like a wheel like a wheel of fortune. And in the wheel of fortune card, we have this reminder that there's always a seasonal shift. The seasons always flow and there is a time for darkness. Yep. The wheel is always turning and there is a time for darkness and there is a time for light. And we've just come through the time of exalted light. Summer. Yep. And now the sun is setting. And the other card that I pulled with this was Tribe of Dreams. And I felt that that was a really beautiful summation of what we're being encouraged to see through this change. It may feel as if we're having this breakdown of what feels natural. And we're kind of going to discuss how this seasonal change affects each of us after we kind of go through these cards. But for me personally, it's very hard for me to go through seasons where we don't have as much sun and in the Northwest, which is where we are based. um, It's known for being very rainy. And so if there are people that have that difficulty, they start having a hard time with things being darker, being dimmer, it might be harder to see the benefits and the positive things that can come through that season of going slower. And I felt that that energy really might be something that you struggle with. 
but the car that I pulled alongside it. Can I, a, can I make yes. a comment to the tower card? Yes. Like I'm also just, I'm just getting this feeling of it's that like, it's that sensation too of like shit's hitting the fan, right? Like you're done with summer all, we have all these expectations of us and it's just almost like a, like a frantic, like a can't handle it, like sensation feeling type energy. And that can be on a lot of different levels between like both internal and external, but it's just, mm -hmm. yeah, whether that's facing the dark or even just the stress of what this season brings. And we'll be getting into that into the episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. So the card I pulled alongside of it is called Tribe of Dreams. And something I love about this card is it's black and white. The whole deck is black and white. So the postcards from the liminal space, right? Yes. Postcards from the liminal space. And when you look at the card, you can't quite tell if it's day or if it's night. All you can see is a silhouette of a fire and people gathered around a fire under some trees and there's a circle in the sky, but you can't tell if it's a moon or if it's the sun. I'm kind of thinking now that I'm looking really close that it's supposed to be the moon because there's little dots that might look like stars. Do you see that? I do see that. Yeah. But the reason I really liked the concept of not really being able to tell which is which is there are seasons for both. But especially when we're going into the darker seasons the seasons where there's less light, we need to remember to gather together, to gather around the fire, to remember the sun, to remember that it's returning. It will not be gone forever. And this is the part of the warmth that it shares with us when it's not close. I also like, I, I have the same deck, so I just pulled out the same card and I'm looking at it a little closer here and because because when I was looking at it through the screen I thought that it was tiny little stars but now that I'm looking more specifically these are yeah like dots that could possibly be stars but they also start down near the people and around the fire and have this rise to them and they almost remind me of you know the like sparks yeah sparks and the fire element that can transmute into the air element and exactly that's the same kind of turn of that wheel that we're that you're speaking to I love looking at this picture as it could be dark it could be light yeah and I love the concept that literally what the sun is made out of is something we can harness here on earth we can harness fire and it feels like a gift that we've been given from the sun to help us during those times that we're away from it. And when and you, just, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's okay. I just felt like that's a really beautiful reminder that we are still remembered. We're still being considered and looked out for from the universe. There isn't a separation. Mm. It's just seasons. Yeah. And is that what you mean specifically when you're saying harness the light for, or like harness the sun? Because when you were saying that, what, what it brought up for me was, I guess I'm taking it almost to, like, to, there's just so many different layers to what the sun could be. So first I'll let you answer yeah. the question. <laughs> um, when I was saying harnessing the light, I think I was thinking of a, a more like um, physical way. Like we literally have fire. And we have grasped how to harness fire on earth and the sun is fire. 
Mm. And like just literally being able to work with the sun in its physical form, even though it can't completely be controlled or grasped, you know, just like being able to be in its presence and and work with it and have power over it in some way is I feel a, a large gift. And in that same regard, I'm, I'm feeling the energies and the metaphors of reminding too, that fire lives within us. Like, uh, in yoga, this is referred to as Agni and the, the acid fire pit of the stomach and the belly, as well as the solar plexus that shines out that yellow color radiating the sunlight. And it's also making me think of anger and of stress, which absolutely goes along with the turn into this season and the tower card that is coming up. And, and it speaks directly to what you're saying about how we do have the ability to harness it, but it doesn't mean that it's any less dangerous or hot or burning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many different layers I could go into with the card, but I just felt with the symbology with them both having that skyline Mm -hmm. and the sun going down and the, you know, the fire right there in the center, like that is where our ancestors met. Mm. That is how our ancestors stayed warm. Both around the fire and under the moon. Like I, I mean, the sun obviously plays a big part as well, but even out here, cause I'm still in New York at the time of this recording, I stand out in the field. Sometimes I see the moon and I just am so struck that this is how our ancestors lived. We lived with and by the moon. We followed these phases. We learned like when we can harvest and like what kind of energies move around this. And it was not an option. Otherwise, there was nothing else that you, that we knew because if you worked with the sea and you were a fisherman, you learned how the tides worked with the moon as well. And when it would be a good time and when it wouldn't be according to the tides, like these are all very functional parts of human existence that have been lost. Yeah. I'm really excited to be tuning back into it. And that brings me to a question that I know you and I tend to go on tangents and I just a reminder that we're doing short episodes to bring people the nitty gritty in a short amount of time during this stressful season. But I'd like to know, What do the seasons mean to you? Because we both know that we didn't grow up in a household that honored the seasons or anything like that. So like, where are you at in this and how'd you get here quickly (laughs) in a quick snip? (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I did not get here in a quick snip. This This was a part of me that I did not. Well, this is a whole other conversation. This is a part that's always been a part of me. Like there are certain hobbies I would only do in certain seasons because it felt right to do it in that season. I had, I, I categorize my music in my head according to seasons. Mm. Like this is summer music. This is fall music. This is spring music. Like I've done that my entire life. Wow. But I did not recognize it or know it as, you know, honoring the witchy. Yeah, exactly. I didn't ever, it just felt like how it should feel to me. Yeah. So in a way I've always been doing it. Mm-hmm. And then once, once I started kind of learning more about, you know, h- how it actually works on a spiritual level, it just, it made sense for me. So maybe that's something I kind of, um, was able to transition into easier. Wow. 
I love that. That's not true for me. I'm, I mean, I think I grew up honestly pretty oblivious to the seasons aside from my grandpa gardening. And I went to culinary school and took up an interest in food at a decently young age. And so like understanding the seasons as it related to harvest in that regard, Mm. but it wasn't until years later, it's still in my early twenties, like I think 21, 22 that I really started just there was just, I feel like there was some pivotal moment in that I just am not recalling at this time, but I remember specifically like feeling called to want to work with the seasons more and recognizing that I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what each season represented energetically, what it offered, like even with the earth and the more that I learn about it, I am just, it's like one of those, like I'm flabbergasted that we are not taught anything about our bodies. I am flabbergasted that we are not taught of anything about the earth. Like we are of the earth. We live with these cycles and rhythms and uh, we're just alive here on earth pretending that they don't exist and we don't, they don't affect us and we don't have to do that. Uh, Who do we think we are? (laughs) Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many levels of conversation we could take that in a direction of too, right? Like we know that there are reasons for a lot of, of the way things are seen. A grain of sarcasm, just oh, totally. So we're clear for listeners too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's just taking these times now, now that we are able to be aware of like how this really does matter to us and it matters to us as human beings on this planet, like really being in touch and in tune with what's happening around us in our environment, you know, especially as uh, climate change happens, right? Like the seasons are supposed to be a certain way. And I feel like what, with being how disconnected we are from the seasons, it's so it's almost easier to deny that climate change is existing or real in a certain way when you are not tuned into the season whatsoever. And you don't realize like actually it being this warm, this time of year is a really big issue. (laughs) Yeah. We don't necessarily go down that rabbit hole. It's just an interesting, it's just an interesting thing to realize because it truly like as human beings, it affects every single part of our being. I, that's what I've come to at least realize for my life. How do you feel about that? I do feel that the more you open up to understanding the world around you, the more you have to understand your connection to it and the responsibility that that carries. And so I think it naturally, if you go in that direction, that's typically where you're going to end up is, is coming to these places of self-reflection and understanding that we're directly correlated with what's happening around us. And yeah, it really brings you to a place that I hope it does bring you to reflection. And so that's the times that we're going to be sharing (laughs) with you is our own reflections. How do you feel about the fall season specifically? So yeah, we were going to share this and I have a feeling we're going to say this differently and that's fine. So I used, see, <laughs> I used to see fall as like this, like super romantic time and like 
really beautiful. And I still share some of that, but I feel that I, I'm such, I'm such a nature witch. I'm such an earth witch that sometimes it's really difficult for me to be separated. It feels like in these colder seasons where I feel like I cannot just dig my feet, my toes into the earth. I can't just like touch the grass and, you know, be out there without being cold and wet and miserable. Like I really physically feel like I miss being able to make contact with nature. Mm -hmm. And I, even though I go hiking, I still go outside. I'm still out there. I just don't feel like it's the same kind of connection that I make in the warmer months. And I still kind of struggle at times with that, but also like we shared in the beginning with really loving transitional seasons. I also have really made a place of beauty for that for myself in basically what this gathering tribe of dreams is called, you know, like really bringing in community that feels supportive and feels intentional in a way that doesn't make you feel you have to show up in a way that is not yourself, but actually feel like you're seen and loved and nurtured honestly, because like, as you slow down, as your symptom or systems slow down and, um, we're just going into a a slower time. It's usually a time where, um, we have more things surface that are harder to kind of go through and can bring up a lot of anxiousness. So I feel that it's really a time to start putting more focus on people that are supportive and see us. Um, and bringing that in as we tend to go more internal. Wow. That's beautiful. I kind of went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no need to apologize. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. I'm just taking it in a little bit and thinking, I love how you said romantic. I could, I mean, I can see that. I've never really thought of it that way, but I could see that for sure. Oh yeah. Especially like, I can't wait to be home in this fall season with you and share pumpkin everything. (laughs) Well, and just like getting cuddled up and like, yeah, like maybe I have the like whole J crew 90s scene going through my head of like putting, putting on the like fall coats and the scarves and grabbing our coffee and walking through the leaves, like in this like (laughs) beautiful new relationship where maybe you met during the summer and now it's time to like, start like cuddling up and getting closer. Mm -hmm. I like that image, that vision for me, I would say traditionally in my life being that I didn't really pay attention to the fall at all. You know, I was very much swept up into the societal realm of like, this is a busy season. It's back to school. It's back to work. It's getting cold. We're not playing around so much. Sports are starting up again and the mm. holidays are coming. And I think in hindsight, definitely wasn't necessarily a conscious choice, but the fall was definitely a season that I lost myself. I lost myself in a lot of seasons, <laughs> thinking about how social and wild and fun and like just living out my 20s to the fullest extent as they should be, especially early 20s, um, or that they're meant for that I believe. But um 
I lost my train of thought there thinking about all those wild times. Yeah. Just completely losing myself. And the fall, the fall wasn't any different. It was just a time that I took myself outside of myself and just dove into like the, the biggest holidays of the seasons are during this time. And especially two years ago, specifically, I, when I got out of my partnership and I was doing just like me stuff, I wasn't dating. I was just really coming into my own. I actually went completely sober for about 70 days. And I thought it was like my big all, you know, swinging in my all or nothing ways and finding my medium. It was a space where I really thought I was going to be sober for life. And I like told some friends, I told my mentor that that's what I was aiming towards. And like, to the point, like I told one of my best friends and I cried, like, I was like, like, because it was really hard for me to reckon with this sobriety. And since diving kind of deeper into that hole, that one fall, I believe it was fall 2019, I really see fall now as a time for coming back to myself and being able to really slow down and to recalibrate and to, to be more intentional. I mean, I love the holidays. I really do. Family is my biggest, um, one of my biggest values. They mean the most to me. Um, I have very, a lot of nostalgia around the holidays in my childhood, which I'm, am really grateful for. And I know not everyone can say that. So it's just rather than losing myself, it's, it's that, yeah, it's taking a step back. It's slowing down and really checking in with myself, especially September and October before we're diving into November and December, which are in America and the large Christian faiths, Thanksgiving and December and New Year's are like the three really big ones. Um, So for me, fall has really become a time of recalibrating Yeah. I mean, and that is naturally, if you are following the seasons, that is what it's supposed to be is, I mean, even now as we're recording, it's Virgo season, it's, it's inching closer to October and the tarot card for Virgo season is the hermit. So the hermit, yeah. Say that again. again. (laughs) The tarot card for Virgo season is the hermit. Oh, okay. I don't know a lot about Virgo season at all. That's okay. Yeah. And the hermit is all about disconnecting from the outside world and going internal in order to reconnect to your own guiding light. Mm-hmm. I just drew the tarot, uh, the tarot, the hermit yesterday, actually. Yeah. And it's, it's all about that. There's like a deep grounding because Virgo is also an earth sign. So it's also a very deep sense of grounding within yourself to remember, you know, those roots that you already have so that you're tending to those when the time is slower. Yeah. Finding that space. It's, I think of it as a space of self-study, self-honoring, knowing your truth. And that can be scary as fuck because we don't want to be alone. We don't want to be in the dark, especially not by ourselves. Especially if you've never done it before. Yeah. You don't know what wakes in those caves for you. And that's why it's great to have people that can hold you in that space, whether that's friends, family, mentors, teachers, you can book a session with us and we'll happily hold you in that space and give you the tools to be able to move forward within this space. I drew a card that when you were talking about the tarot and all this, and it actually a little bit of a stalker card. 
It's oh no. Protect your ecosystem card. Oh, perfect. Right. It's a heart perfect. that has a lot of flowers and roots growing out of it. And it's, I mean, that, that speaks so perfectly to the hermit. Like you're going in, you're learning how yeah. to protect your ecosystem. And even that reminds me that fall is, oh, actually, for some reason, I have this vision of like pushing seeds into the ground, that it's like a dark time allowing a seed to take root. And yeah, that's what I, that's what I just said. I think with the hermit is because the Virgo is an earth sign, you're tending to the roots of where you're going and like protect your ecosystem. That's, that's almost exactly the same as that tending to the roots of your heart and your center with all of those plants and everything growing from it. That's beautiful. I also think it's a great reminder that because thinking of food and, and just seasons, like fall is typically a time of harvest where you have already Mm. in springtime, you've planted those seeds over the summer, they've taken root. And like, so it's a reminder, like going in doesn't have to be scary that there is, there is a fruitfulness and fruit to be found within that depth and that darkness. And as that our society is revving up and encouraging you to go faster and to be pulled outside of yourselves. And you may have a million things going on. Just, we would just like to remind you to don't forget, please don't forget that fruit that you have within yourself, those tools you have within yourself, that guiding light that you do have within yourself. It's so beautiful to remember that and to cultivate that. Yeah bring it back to a place of simplicity. I love that. I think that's about wrapping up our episode for today, Diana. Yeah, I think so. That feels good. This is beautiful. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget that you can catch us on our spaces, Instagram. We've got YouTube channels. Now you can find those links via our Instagram. Instagram and book a soul and shadow session with us. Hello. We want to put you at the center of this magic. We want you to learn how to cultivate a self ceremony for you. Cause it's about you. That's yes. where all the shit happens. It's you. And then you bring yep. it out to the world. <laughs> and what's your website? My website is self. Uh-huh. And, and my website yeah. is safe passage tarot.net. Dot net. Check it. Remember.